Ready to take things to a new level? This is Level On Up with Sadia. Welcome, Zoe Badwee. What a treat to have you having a chat today. What have you been up to? I don't even know where to begin to start. Well, nor do I in life. When someone says, what have you been up to? It's like, Everything you've ever done has just leaves your head. And you're like, I do things, I promise. I just don't know any of them right now. <laughs> well, you burst onto the scene in a major way back in, what was it, 20, uh, 2008 with Release Me. Yes. Um, I've never had an artist serenade me in the middle of a elevator since. I'm actually quite disappointed. You're the first and might even be the last. Okay. Uh, Sounds like something I would definitely do. <laughs> And you, you uh, won some arias or nominated for some arias along Two-time the way. Time aria award loser. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry for bringing that no, one up. No, it makes then. me laugh. That's how my friend introduces me to people, and it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in recent years, you've released a few songs. I know that you've gone through some stuff personally. We might have a bit of a chat with that, but let's get red hot into the the latest single. Don't miss with my man. Love it. It is going gangbusters. And you teamed up with some DJs that did some remixes, including Sergeant Slick. Yeah, so it was in lockdown, actually. Uh, John Course was doing, because it's through his record label, Vicious, and then it's another part called Extrovert, which is obviously for all the shy people. (laughs) And um, so in lockdown, he was doing, John was doing all live streams every Saturday night to get people through. That was so fun. And through lockdown, there was a moment where you could have one friend come over and he's like, Zoe, why don't you come over and sing on the live stream? I was like, yeah, because I hadn't been out anywhere in like a year and a bit. So I was like, so then I get to the house and I was like, I was thinking. And he goes, yeah. I was like, what do you reckon if we did a remake of Don't Mess With My Man? Because it's one of my favourite songs. And he's like, that is a great idea. And I was like, I know, thanks. (laughs) And so then obviously with lockdown and everything, it was hard to get to studios and all that stuff. And so then I messaged Slick and I was like, Sergeant Slick, and said, hey, what do you reckon about doing Don't Mess With My Man? No joke, in 20 minutes he came back with a rough beat, sent to me. I squealed because I was like, woo And um, so then from there there was more lockdowns and stuff and then we had to wait till the studios opened again and went in and recorded and... Yeah, it's just it just keeps rolling that song because it's always been a personal favorite, the Lucy Pearl old school R and B version. And I thought, why can't we? Let's just make it a bit more dance fun, and let's do this. So, yeah, we got the music back, loved it, and then um, I laugh because a few times I've been out and either John Course has been playing or I've sung with Slick Sergeant Slick a few gigs, and then I just sneakily turn around and they're giving me like a little wink and next minute they just test out Don't Mess With My Man before it was out to release and you just see me on the dance floor screaming and (laughs) dancing away. Well, it's got to be good to be back in music because you did have a bit of a break there for a while, didn't you? Yeah, well, well, not only lockdown, but then I had a car accident and it's not funny. I just say it with a smile because it's the only way I know how to deal with it. An 87-year-old man ran through a red light, T-boned my car and nearly killed me. So I lost my memory. I had to move back to my mum and dad's house because I couldn't do anything and I, my neck and back and everything was is just ruined. So 
Yeah, it was a bit of a long haul coming back from there. I'd hope one day I'll write a song about it, but I guess I just have to lose the rage first. That's understandable, but you definitely came back in style because you ended up supporting Little Mix with their Australian tour. Yeah, that's right. See, I've forgotten already. Uh, (laughs) No, I did. Well, Jade in Little Mix is my cousin. And um, it was funny because they were looking, I saw they put it out to everybody, they were looking for a support act. And I was like, ha. Imagine. And um, it came to me as well, obviously, the brief. And then I said to Jade, how funny would that be if I was with you guys? around?" She's like, let's lock this in. So she spoke to the other girls. I've met them, obviously, because from going, I went on tour with them in England as well, went on the tour bus and had a laugh with them. And then they're like, yeah. So um, when they got here, I can't remember, I think we first started in Perth. And then just went round with the girls and, yeah, it's lots of fun with them. But it's a shame they're not together anymore. So, well, they're together, but one's left and they're all doing lots of little bits and pieces themselves. Well, you've experienced both sides. You've been a solo artist and been in groups. Yeah. What's the difference do you find between the two? Well, ideally I never really wanted to be solo because it's lonely travelling everywhere and if you're on stage and something goes wrong, it's all on you. So they can't blame anybody else. Be like, good one, you stuffed up that note. (laughs) You'll just have to take Guy Sebastian with you. Oh, well, we all know I'd like to. I love him. He's amazing. (laughs) Um, But, no, and then now, though, I think there's a lot of politics when there's bands. I'll just say that nicely, as in, like, sometimes people don't get on with people or somebody's mad at someone or something like that, and so it's a lot to handle so I guess and at the end of the day it's probably better that I am solo because then he just yeah I only got myself to worry about and John we'll go back to John course you've had a long relationship with him haven't you probably longer than we've known each other yeah yeah well release me back then I think the film clip John course is in and he didn't even do the song (laughs) (laughs) because Grant Smiley and John course were playing at Sensation White in Melbourne and that's where we did the big film clip but yeah from the very beginning I've known him from Prince of Wales days of like the clubs that he used to play at and I'd be singing at them all and even it's so he's so nice he's such a nice man he even wrote in the email after all these years of us working together or crossing paths at the same venues it is nice to finally be releasing one of your songs on on his record company so it's it's really nice and I've got Sergeant Slicks on the main mix and then John Course has done a remix and Jack is uh, um, Slick and John together. So they've done a third separate one. You are one lucky woman, aren't you? I know. <laughs> because, yeah. it, like, I mean, obviously you're very talented yourself, but the amount of other acts you've worked with over the years, the Poppellies, yeah. like, I mean, the amount of people that were almost certain that that was still the, the 90s version. Yeah. <laughs> On the similarities there, I mean, were you blown away by that too? Yeah, I mean, I I know I'm lucky I'm around, but I've worked hard too and it's nice to be around lovely people that I think have worked out who's nice and who's not in the industry and who you can have a nice, honest conversation with and not someone who just sits there and talks about themselves the whole time and be like, here's another one I did, here's another one. You're like, ugh, boring. (laughs) How did I sat you down and go, here's my catalogue from the very beginning? And I'm like, oh, get over yourself, Zoe. Well, obviously we're going through the, the catalogue because it has been a, a year or two between releases. Yes. 
And uh, I think it's amazing, like, how your career over the last, what, 14, 15 years, is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah. Has, like, have you noticed a lot of changes within the industry itself in how you yeah. release music, you know, in 2008 versus now? Oh, yeah. I mean, in the beginning when I was first doing the gigs, I knew everybody at all the, or some people that you looked up to who else was singing or performing around. And now sometimes I go to them, I'm like, I don't know anyone <laughs> in the, the other acts but it's always and then I look them up and learn about them and all that but it's yeah it's different and even just it's also different back then I don't even know in 2008 was Spotify around probably but just tiny I don't even know well I think iTunes was at least That's yeah. right yeah it was iTunes and um so it's all a lot about playlists and where you get what you get on and how many people listen to that playlist? Who shares it? It's all. And then they're saying in, in, they want you to do reels and TikToks. I mean, I'm not doing a stupid dance in a bikini <laughs> on TikTok. Oh, go away. <laughs> well, you've obviously got the, you definitely got better dance moves than me. I'm surprised you won't. Touch and go. I did one the other day just with a friend. We'd had a couple of champagnes because <laughs> we'd, whoops, we'd watched the Beverly Hills reunion. <laughs> The, the fine finale, and then we thought had a couple of champagnes. Like we should try a TikTok dance. Anyway, we should definitely not have tried a TikTok dance. <laughs> yeah, I didn't post it. <laughs> Got it. Just in drafts, and I just send it for a laugh. <laughs> Do you think there's less pressure to release albums these days too? Well, I just don't think they're really as effective unless you're Ed Sheeran or Taylor Swift. People... Who has, what, all the top 10 plus some at the moment? Yeah, I mean, an album's a lot of work and a lot of long time and to to get out there and to put everything into and then it doesn't really get, unless, as I said, you're one of those people that can release every single song pretty much as a single, it's kind of a waste now. Your best is to put your best songs forward, either do an EP or just keep bringing out the singles that are good. And that, I guess, is a bit more fun too because you don't have to sit and hold on to them for as long as what you would have with an album. Well, it feels like that with Don't Mess With My Man because I've had it for a few years. By the time it came out, I'm like, know it, heard it. And then, um, but yeah, you kind of, you do go through a phase of thinking, First you're like, I love it, I'm mad for it. And then you're like, oh, I've heard this so many times, I wonder if anybody will like it. And then it goes, you go through the wave and then it comes out again. You forget, you're so excited because you hear it on the dance floor. So it's just, it's a roller coaster. And I guess you mentioned you recorded that in lockdown. That would have been a whole different process in itself, wouldn't it? Oh, just trying to, you'd be watching the news to see, because the music industry was one of the last to open, which is annoying. Um so, yeah, the days that the studio would be open, you could go in and do it properly. And then everybody's trying to jump in on those dates too. But lucky, I love my studio guy as well. So he's really nice. He's like, I got you, Zoe. I'm like, yes. <laughs> uh, how, what else uh, did you do during lockdown? Um, did you catch up on reading? Did you oh, catch up on TV shows? A lot of Netflix, a lot of streaming services. But my parents, I could get to go and see them, so that was nice. So I could, between my house and theirs, I, I was allowed to go there, so I'd do that. Did a lot, And I'd go down and see them and they'd have the puzzles out. <laughs> Good family but, bonding. Yeah, it was. For that reason, it was nice. I would have gone mad if I wouldn't have been able to see them because they're so fun. Um, but other than that, just walking. I mean, you tried to do music and write, but you didn't feel very inspired 
sitting in the same four walls day after day and with no end in sight. So that was, I didn't really, I kind of went through and found all the songs that I'd written over the years and put them all that had never been released or all the acapellas. So a lot of songs as well that I've been collaborating with people are all songs that I'd written and either had forgotten about or put away. And then I put them all into a folder and sent them all out to everybody who was asking. And they're like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, this is great. I'm like, oh. I wrote that one ages ago. I forgot about it. So that's kind of good. So it made me go through everything and find some little gems. So will any of these gems hit the surfaces or better yet hit our ears anytime yeah. soon? There's one out called Listen to Love with Nick J. That's that's a fun one. And I wrote that with the girl with free, who did Free Falling as well, Amy. So that was nice to get out. And that's like a big power, typical my style of fun and just yeah come on you can do it sort of meaning behind that what else did I do oh I did another song well no I wrote that one. Oh, did I yeah no I did but when, how long ago mm, I think that was during lockdown keep it coming that was with Flash DJ Flash but his name's I think he released that as Mr Gray yeah I did a few I did do a few little writing sessions but mostly just went through everything and sort of I culled my house to, I was like Marie Kondo, I almost need another lockdown so I can get back to it. (laughs) I think everybody did that in lockdown, to be brutally honest with you. Good declutter. Oh, I loved it. I'm mad for it. How's the mental health as a result of that? Of the declutter. Oh, my undies were folded into squares. I mean, it was (laughs) it got crazy. (laughs) Okay, I don't know how many people went to that extreme, but, you know, well done. Time. We, we were Melbourne. We were the longest in the world to be locked down. Even when and, it opened us up, I was like, are you sure we're allowed? It was like bright lights. It was so weird. And as you said, the music industry itself was hit even harder because not only were they the la- one of the last ones to open up, they were probably, in the scheme of things, financially had been hit before that because of all the bushfires and, yeah. and yeah. The, the first ones on call. It's still, I don't think it's still back there because a lot of them as well, they owed money, as you said, because they were behind the clubs and whatever. And then they kind of, as this, we opened up out of COVID, they ran the venues on the smell of an oily rag and not getting in big DJs and big singers and whatever just to try and make their money back. And they did. And now they're thinking, hmm, we've made it this far without having to. So some places just very sporadically now put on acts and just keep their local DJs just to, I guess, pay the bills all back. And fingers crossed, uh, yet the music scene will improve. I have noticed a few more tours starting to happen. Is that on your agenda? Yeah, but then as well, like the poor guys, I just saw the, the floods. So we had the bushfires that stopped at COVID and now the floods are stopping all these festivals. It's like, huh? That's not good. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm heading around, especially with Don't Mess With My Man. I've got a few places. I'm Sydney and Melbourne and we're looking Adelaide and Perth, but... Check out the Instagram for all the details. We're going to have to because it's been a while since you've been to Adelaide, obviously based in South Australia myself. Yes, I've got to get back there because that's not far either. I think I'd like to play. I was going to tell you where I'd like to play, but I'll leave it at that. (laughs) I'll have to find out when you come here. Yes. Yes. So did you learn any other new tricks during lockdown? Uh, What did I learn? I'm a mad, I, lo- I do love puzzles, but your back gets really sore. You also get really sore fingers. Um, 
Who would have thought? I know. Well, I was going mad because it'd be like 10 more pieces. <laughs> get this bin in. Oh, what did I learn? At least it's puzzles and not chocolate. Ooh. I did give the chips a fair wallop. Um, what did I learn? I don't know. That's a good question. Just to appreciate things, I guess, a bit more. And that downtime isn't so bad. I used to think, oh, if you're naughty, if you're not doing anything. But now I'm like, you kind of need it just to rest and recuperate and not be like, I've got to, where am I going? What am I doing? And you can say no to going to things. I think that's been a big lesson for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And not going and just because just you feel guilty that you should go, really go because you want to. Because otherwise you still sit there going, how much longer have I got? <laughs> So now that you're able to get out and about a bit more, um, any plans for travelling overseas, doing more songs there? Or um, Well, no, because not overseas, overseas, like I was touring America an awful lot. Um, I think, no, I'll still just stay here for a while. It's still not quite great everywhere just yet. I mean, obviously big tours, if something big came up, I'll go. But um, I like being here for a while now. I went to Bali just for a holiday a couple of a month or so ago. Oh, so nice. I went and saw Sneaky Sound System play there too and I was caught up with those guys and then thought, yeah, I can do Bali. I mean, close by, that's fine. But like Europe and America, not just yet. You're not like a lot... You're not like a lot of other Australian artists in a sense of you find most of your collaborations within Australia. Yeah, well, because why? We've got the best. We've got some really lovely people and... That's what I like. I mean, I have done some internationally as well, but then you don't have the banter back and forth. You can't get into the studio together and sort of sometimes I've done some collaborations and they, oh, <laughs> caught myself there, are really nice online and then when you meet them in real person, it's a very different. It, I probably wouldn't have collaborated with them if I knew them and the way that they may behave or at gigs and things it's very different so yeah being around the in the industry for a long time you learn a lot about people and who you want to perform with and who you want to have your name next to because if they're not very nice then it rubs off on you and I think oh I don't like that no thanks well you've obviously picked some of the best because you're working you've been working with them for so many years is there anybody on your hit list yet that we you haven't collaborated with Ooh, should have given me this question before. <laughs> I know, but I think if we keep putting it out there, one day they might hear I know. it and well, just hit you up. Calvin Harris, cheers. Thanks. I'll go with you. I'm sure you've got a song or two up your sleeve. Um, yeah, I like him. I like Sagala as well. And, yeah, well, that, that's a good start. It's a great start. So what's the plans for the future, Zoe? So now we've got this out, so we'll see how Don't Mess With My Man goes. I've got another original waiting, but um, as I said, we'll just test out which will come out next. Well, if you need a set of ears to listen and give uh, approval. Yes, I have I have a few that I have ready, so we'll just work out, see where the lay, the lay of the land, that's how you say it, yeah, lay of the land. Laura, we'll go with that. I don't know what well, all works out as we get closer to. We've got to give this one a bit of room to breathe and see how she glows. Well, I am already enjoying thrashing it over the airways and uh, can't wait to thrash it some more. Yeah, it's really fun. It is. And uh, keep up the great work. And thank you for obviously staying in touch. It's so good to 
listeners might not realise this, but this is the first time we're speaking face to face. Yeah, in fourteen years, so it is. It is indeed. But thanks. For oh, thank. What was that? Sorry. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for popping in for a chat and uh, follow Level On Up podcast on Instagram.